I must, I must, I must increase my bust. Good day. Hello, hello, hello. Scott, it's been so long. I was hoping it would be longer. Yeah, I mean, that makes two of us. If there's one thing we can agree on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But (sighs) it's... It's September. Mm-hmm. It's all the summer is almost over. In the year of our Lord 2023. Yep, and you just mm-hmm. uh, had a birthday not too I long did. ago. Mm-hmm. Not too long ago. I won't say how old a you were. A week ago. Mm-hmm. Yes. A week? It's only been a week. Yeah, it's only been a week. It feels like a lifetime because I was on gaycation, oh. aka group group gay vacation uh yeah group so. group gay yeah well it's just gaycation but okay m- what it means is there's a gaggle of gays and you've gone to some destination and yes de- and for you it was palm springs it was palm springs yeah wow i've I, never well that's not true i've been there for like i was there for like 24 hours once i went there for but a, i've never actually been yeah, no, you should check it out. It's very chill. I went for a milestone uh, birthday that was right after our Green Room 42 show, the premiere of a year after. The year oh. after. I already forget the title of it. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then now. Obviously, everyone else did too. <laughs> exactly. And uh, so now this was my second time around. So Amazing. Okay. I got back okay. in. This I got, is. Yeah, go ahead. This is also a milestone birthday. Ish, it's like a half milestone. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I got back to LaGuardia around you know midnight last night, and so I am coasting on fumes it's, right now. It's always <laughs> delightful to fly west to east and lose your whole fucking day. Oh my yeah, god, totally. It's delightful. Totally. Yeah. And also when well, like the marrow of your bones is tired from spending a week with gay people. I was thinking about it this morning. I was like, why is it that I come back from every group like vacation like the shell of a human? I was like, I think exhausted. it's exhausted. Like exhausted, more yeah. exhausted than I even knew was possible. I think like we maybe like my theory is that like, we have this pathological need to be like on all the time, like entertaining each other or something. I don't even know, but uh, well, yeah. that and also recapturing our youth, of course, well, of because course. most of the time we can't act like that because we are that, not that like, age anymore. And we're like that, not that age, and we're like, you know, trying to participate in society. In yeah, a, in, a, like, in a more capitalism. productive way. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, well, for those of you joining us, by the way, I am speaking with uh, my collaborator, Scott Schneider. Hello. And I'm speaking with my collaborator, Tim Amitler. And we are two, if you're joining us for the first time, and God knows why you would, but we are two gay, well, middle-aged, white, cis men who live in New York and write musicals. Um, maybe like the algorithm fed us to them somehow. I don't know how. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like I guess it fed it's us like to each other, right? Like musical theater and cannibalism or something. I don't know. There's keywords there. Oh well, now that would be a more interesting algorithm, you know? <laughs> actually. Uh, Pardon me while yeah. I sip tea here. If you know who we are, tea. then. Amazing, and if you don't know who we are, then go fuck yourself. You'll probably not ever. Yeah, <laughs> but you can at least listen to us. You can at least listen to us talk uh, right now. And for a for our, we are starting off something that no one ever thought possible, which is we are kicking off our third season. Yeah, of this podcast. That is astonishing. I mean, when Just we recorded imagine. those first two eps, I never, ever would have thought. <laughs> no. Just imagine how many people start podcasts. Mm-hmm. Nobody listens to them, and therefore they stop. We start a podcast, nobody listens to it, yeah. and we keep on fucking well, going. I was gonna because say that it's, is what we do. I was going to say it's no different than anything we've ever done before. <laughs> it's like, oh... People are like, oh, they're like still doing that thing. Should yeah, we like yeah, yeah, intervene like, and tell them that like <laughs> this is not going anywhere? <laughs> they don't need to. 
they, exactly. they can stop at any time. <laughs> yeah. It's called uh, that like monologue from Paris is Burning where it's like she's explaining shade and it's like, I don't have to tell you're ugly because you already know you're ugly. Then reading became a developed form where it became shade. Shade is, I don't tell you you're ugly, but I don't have to tell you because you know you're ugly. I mean, I think I'm paraphrasing it, but it's like, oh no, we know. <laughs> We're you, extremely you self-aware. Been, you would have been um, uh, amused uh-huh. and also slightly horrified at Illumination this year oh, at, okay. at the Woods Campground. Um, one of the sites was showing Paris is Burning on this huge screen. Why would that horrify um, me? I would love that. Well, I mean, it's not... It is a fun. Oh yeah, I mean movie, that is like a dark choice. But it's also yeah. fucking depressing. It's as depressing fuck. as hell. I'm like, are you kidding me? So, needless to say, there weren't, uh, there wasn't an enormous audience at any given moment <laughs> in front of the film. But I think everyone appreciated its presence. Of course, you know? of course. Yeah, if you were just like a casual passerby or something, you would be like, what? Like, what is like being shit? That is a um. Very specific, but admirable choice. I definitely like, yeah, would, like would have like been sucked in and ended up watching the whole thing because I love that film. Yeah, I mean it's an it's an it's an incredible film and obviously one of uh, an educational film yeah. for all people, of course. But and certainly, I mean, but certainly for queers and and uh, people of sexual minority status. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a psychological term I've learned. I just decided to throw. Yeah, that in it did there. seem like you were throwing yeah, in some yeah. like new fa- <laughs> newfound turns of phrases. <laughs> I was like, oh, is that what I'm supposed to say now? Okay. Uh, it's 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 <clears throat> you know that's the thing. Language is always changing. Evolving, so yeah, of course. Evolving, evolving. Um, oh God, there's another. Term well, unless you're like use, you know, yeah. unless you're like a boomer. <laughs> Unless you're a boomer and you refuse, and then you to refuse. that language evolves. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah, yeah. yeah I feel like is, that's fair. <clears throat> which is what do you think? Approximately seventy million um, people in this country. Yeah. No, it's not that many. It's not that many. Well, Probably seventy be... million people uh-huh. refuse to acknowledge that language evolves. Oh yeah, that language but... evolves. Sure. Yes. Yeah, I have no idea what the breakdown is uh, generationally. All I know is I we are perpetually ignored. <laughs> Our we generation. are perpetually ignored. Um, it's odd to think about us being in the same generation, but we are. What, you and I? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on the very tail end. Uh, I yeah. wish I could say I was like an elder millennial, but like technically I am not. You're just an elder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, believe you me, I know it. Well, I spent the first three days of Palm Springs with explosive diarrhea. So, oh, God, <laughs> that sounds like the funnest way to kick off a vacation with our few listeners. I'm, I'm um, so glad you did. I'm so glad well, that you. That you I, I mean, that. I thought it, even in the you know while it was happening, I thought it was amusing because it's so ridiculous. I think I texted you. I was like, it's like that South Park episode where, where he's like alternating like vomiting and like having explosive diarrhea or something. <laughs> Have we talked about this before on this we, podcast? I'm, we probably it's very have, possible that we might hilarious. have. But, but the the Family Guy episode. Remember the Family Guy episode? Oh yeah, the, you mean like who wants paragoric? chowder? Yeah, it's yeah, like a classic yeah, yeah. scene, at least for me. <laughs> Peter, Peter, I need you to hold my ears. Ah! Ah! And when John and I lived in Brooklyn in mm. that basement, um, we got food poisoning. Yeah. Like, we both had food poisoning. And you poisoning. had that kind of situation and, going on. And we had that situation going on. And you remember the be- the bathroom was inside that bedroom. You had uh-huh. to walk through the bedroom to oh, the yeah, yeah, bathroom yeah, yeah, in the yeah. back. Yeah. And and so we were just like right there. You know, there was mm. no, there was, it was, there was no it was escaping. Right, 
but every time I would be like shitting and and um, puking at the same time, I would think of that South Park or that Family Guy episode, and I would laugh. Right. And John would be in bed, and he'd be like, "Why are you laughing?" laughing. And I would say, and then he would laugh, and then we would start puking and shitting again. It well, was really. I mean, if I you, mean, you. If you have an absurdist sense of humor, like I believe both of us do, I mean, I was laughing even while I was like, do I need to go to the hospital for like yeah. dehydration? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should I be concerned? Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, I think it was also <laughs> karma because like I seriously never get that kind of sick. And but like planes are a Petri dish, obviously. And I had been making jokes the entire way there about that person. Had you read that article recently about the person who, I don't know where the plane was coming from, like maybe Manchester, but like somebody had explosive diarrhea that ran all the way down the plane and it was literally became like a biohazard and they had to turn the plane around what and, do you mean? The person, like, just shat themselves in their seat? I don't even know the logistics. All I know, the only information <laughs> I have is that apparently it was just, like, everywhere, and it was such a biohazard. Like, they had to turn the plane around. And I was like, can you imagine being that person that made international news? Like, Well, and obviously you... I, well, I shouldn't say obviously. Maybe the person did it on purpose, but I would say that's a probably yeah. a less than one percent chance. <laughs> right. So you're just you're just sh- just think of the shame. Right. It's yeah. Ugh. I had a, had a whole conversation with my seatmate last night, who was like this fabulous woman that I met on the plane, and like because I think it started because she brought food in, and she was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. It's like very oniony," and I was like, "No, I don't care." And then somehow we started joking about like talking about shitting gonna, yourself on the plane. Yeah, that it was gonna like cause this, <laughs> and then we were both like, "Oh my god, did you hear that story?" And then, yeah, we, like we just like kind of like we're spitballing from that, but. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I'm here. As Cynthia Erivo yes. would sing fabulously, I'm here. Do you know that Is film? It Erivo? Oh, Is I don't it know. Did I, I butcher. Oh, did I say Erivo? I must be you having many strokes. You said Erivo. No, it's Cynthia Do you know Erivo. that you can have? Do you know that you can have strokes without knowing? Yeah, because I just listened to your like audio message, and I believe it because I'm like I yeah. keep having little blips like that where I'm like, what? I'm going to attribute that to I'm just really tired. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's what it is. But oh, Arabo, the preview for not... that. <clears throat> I'm, like, I'm just like really going for on what? tangents. But the preview came out for um, the Color Purple musical. When I, Ugh, it looks really good. It looks really good. And I'm like, like it's Fantasia, right? Yeah, it's also Coleman Domingo, who you know has done... I saw him in Passing Strange, I think. Oh, okay. And then, um, did you watch Euphoria? Did you watch the whole like uh, bloody mess of Euphoria? Second season, I, I watched it. First season, I was did, hit or miss. I didn't really watch it that much. But remember during COVID, there were those two one-off episodes. Did you happen to watch those? Oh, I did see one of those, yeah. Yeah. Where I was Did like, this is Zendaya like a play. one or the Jules one? I don't know. They were like in a diner. Is that what we were? Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. That's Coleman Domingo. Oh. He's such a fucking great actor. Oh, yeah. And he plays, he plays Mr. Uh, in the film, which okay. I'm also like, I mean, the cast is incredible. Yeah, and yeah, I'm very yeah. excited about it. Yeah. I, I hope uh, that they fixed some of the things that were. Writing wise or something. Messy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the placement of that song. The placement of the of the of the Harpo, uh, what is it? Sophia song, oh, which okay. is weirdly in the second act, like in a very strange. Oh, place I kind of vaguely happy remember. Song. Oh yeah 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 yeah. By the early morn, and then I shucked about a hundred ears of corn. I scrubbed all your britches till they look brand new. Now is there anything? But it's uh, Danielle Brooks so. is coming back for yeah. the film, right? Which yeah. I was very, very happy because she was fa- she was fantastic. She was. In the she, stage, she won so. the Tony, didn't she? I think so. Yeah. I think she did. Let's just say yeah. she did because yeah, she deserved it. 
But I think it's amazing that Coleman is Mr. Because I feel like Mr. was kind of, I don't know, I, I, I it didn't feel like that casting was quite, excuse me. I don't um, even remember in the stage version. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's what I was getting at. That's yeah. what I was getting at. You're like he's gonna bring he's gonna zhuzh this character. He is going to bring it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's gonna bring it. Um well one of the things that I had to talk about Yeah, what's about on the agenda today was the year after, how how um how it feels, what's happening, you know. Just I, I thought it would be interesting to take a moment to just, you know, reflect on that project now that it's Mm. over and it has been out in the world for what like six months which is yeah almost not even actually that long yeah i would actually almost exactly six months yeah it feels like it was like two years ago now i agree but like i feel like time has through covid and beyond and onward is just like i have no concept anymore of time no it doesn't make any sense no it makes any sense and we all lost like yeah i would say we lost like two years right yeah two two and a half it was like a whole article i was just reading in new york times or new york mag about everybody's like lost years and how people's like physical appearance are no longer aligning with their like brains basically and there's like (laughs) cognitive dissonance to it and i'm like that is so true (laughs) god that that does actually right sense it brings it feels like an appropriate summarization of that yes this odd thing that happened to everyone But of all of the fucking shitty things that happened uh-huh. as a result, I have to I have to highlight one positive thing, which oh. is these fucking strikes. Oh, I yeah. am I am just so. I mean, I know it's fucking miserable. I know that it's really hard for people, and I yeah, know that it affects people that aren't striking, which also sucks because mm-hmm. they are also put through it. But like the fact that. Um, the the auto workers yeah are also fought, yeah like, like that fuck is a, this that's huge yeah it's huge it's a huge number of people mm-hmm. it's like you know i just wish that the whole country would fucking strike and then like somehow we would just go and burn down all of these yachts like all just of our like into the ocean our one percent overlords that are just yes. like hoarding wealth yes yeah yes and just like yes. grinding everyone into dust you mean yes, that exactly <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly just like our um famous tune the last song of the year after whispers of war oh yeah that's what i would like <laughs> famous that's what that's what I would. <laughs> the track that you've heard everywhere. I mean, there's an elevator version. Barbara, now, I'm I heard. Pretty sure. Uh, we Barbara, just heard from Barbara's people. We just heard from Barbara's gonna, people. Um, cover it on her next Broadway Broadway covers album. Well, it's an up and coming uh, writer's album. Yeah. Is is uh, yeah. She's yeah. Barbara, so, so she requested that we write her an entire new verse or something. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, are you gonna see the new the new Sondheim? Do you know anything about it? Uh, here we are. I know it was the title, and I knew I, like next to nothing about it. But there was a like long interview in New York Mag with the writers and creators. So, um, so I read through uh, that. David Ives wrote the book, right? Uh, yes. Right? Yes. And yeah. uh, Joe, Man- uh, Joe Mantello is the director. So it's like yeah. the two of them and a reporter. Um, and it's, yeah, it's like a transcription of like a lengthy like interview. But I would, def- I would definitely recommend that because it's just like fascinating. And they actually like are extremely like forthcoming about how, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like how late Sondheim was in like his work like he was like he was like a notorious like procrastinator like he himself would make fun of himself about it but yeah they were there's they were like constantly like trying to like pin him down and stuff is it finished like was it finished to his they had mutually decided there had been like a workshop production that they all felt pretty good about and Sondheim had sort of like 
but they wanted to continue to like work on it. Um, and, but they sort of acknowledged that Sondheim's piece of the puzzle was sort of like done and that, and they had like mutually acknowledged that, um, yeah, like that, unless he wanted to tinker with some of the music, um, that they the were going to sort were of complete. go forth. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so that was interesting because I didn't know that because I was just like, oh, was this like some half finished thing that, you know, that they're right, trying right, to right. cobble together, of like, course. you know, after his death. But um, that seems to not be the case. I'm not like a hundred percent sold based on what I read. It sounds like there's like large stretches that like they that like don't have any music or something, which I don't quite understand. Um, I don't know. And it's at the shed. I guess they wanted yeah, to like I not and they said they specifically didn't want to put like a bunch of pressure on the piece so they wanted like it to be in an unconventional space I think they were even like talking about like could could it be in a museum like some museum space or so yeah I guess they settled on the shed but um yeah I don't have tickets to it so I was kind of like mm. did you did you see the new spaces that opened down by the World Trade Center no uh uh-uh. uh I knew I read that there was some new, yeah, like multi. Uh, it, it was space on um, venue. Op- it was like, on like CBS this morning, oh, really? which has now become a part of my life because Russ and Steve watch it at camp. Huh. My parents watch it. Scott McLean watches it. So uh, my parents were here this past weekend, so we had to have it on. So nice. And Bloomberg, I guess, must have had something to do with it. So he was on talking about it, and it's this big cube. Okay. Like it almost kind of looks like the shed, the shed. a little bit. I mean, the way from what I read, cube. I was like, did they just do another shed? <laughs> I mean, kind of. It's mm-hmm. it's three theaters mm-hmm. and it's it's things that move and then at night it kind of turns into this sort of light sculpture. Huh. That sounds good. And I didn't cool. even I literally didn't So even can know they about use the space until... in all sorts of different ways then? It's like flexible in that sense. I or... think that there's I mean I don't know that much about it, but it seemed like there was flexibility okay. and similarly to the ways the shed. I'm not a hundred I'm not yeah, I, I, I shouldn't say anything else because I would just be talking out of my ass. I mean, um, I love seeing stuff at the armory for that reason. Like I've been going a lot the last you know, five years to the armory. Cause it's just this cavernous space that like they sort of like redo in some new fashion based on, you know, the, the needs of the production and the creatives involved. Yeah. I just went in there for the first time in May. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I think in May, but I still haven't seen anything there. I just went in because a friend that I work with a blue man knew um, a woman. I think she's a company manager. Okay. And so we went just, it wasn't a full tour because there was a production in tech. So we didn't get to go into that actual space, but it, I had no idea how fucking mammoth it was. The, the armor. You're still talking about the armory, right? I'm talking about the armor. Yeah, yeah. They actually yeah. do really good programming. So you should definitely like check, check it out. Actually, I had on my list if we were gonna t- if we were gonna talk about theater that there was a production there recently called The Doctor with Juliet yeah, Stevenson. Yeah, that was what was teching when, okay. I, when we went in, but you I didn't ab- see it. You absolutely should have seen it. It was like one of the best, you know. I mean, not that I see a ton of plays, but it was like very very impressive. Like the writing see- and then all of the acting, and she was just like chewing the scenery. <laughs> Something happened, I think, toward the end of the run, and she, like, I don't know if she got injured or she got sick, but oh. I don't think she finished it. Oh, really? Because huh? someone else had said they went to see it, and and the the main woman was not in it. Oh, yeah, that would be tough to see without her, because she, I mean, the whole cast was, like, like super solid, but she was, like, phenomenal. Um, right, right. We do have some exciting news. Should we share some of our exciting yeah, news? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Well... First of all, we're going to have our dear friend and also collaborator, Busy Koi, Woo-hoo! with us for what has now become our the fan favorite segment <laughs> called Pitching Busy. Yeah. Pitching Busy. We got to start. So I realize we have to we start, start putting together, uh, yeah. putting our list together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we also are very excited that. Um, 
Jacob Shipley, who played Ooh. guitar, many many Tracked guitars, all the guitars. On the year after, and album. you know, wrote uh, essentially wrote the parts because I'm a hack too. So and yes. and wrote the parts uh, to make up for Scott's hackishness. <laughs> uh, we're going to work on an EP with Jacob coming up in the next. I don't know. It'll probably be a while, so you'll forget about it, and then suddenly it'll be like it'll Christmas, like happen. Except it, yeah. it won't be Christmas. Um, as well as Brittany Anichetta, who also sang on the year after, and we're going to work with her on an EP. So, so those are, excited. I'm, now that we're seasoned am, recording professionals. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be, it's, it's, it's going to be crazy. It's going to yeah. be insane. Um, so what, what are, what are we talking about today? I don't know. I have I guess subjects. We do. We can talk about theater that, um, I've been to concerts, film, television, like I'm, you know, any bucket. Well, we should start with theater. Probably. We should. And I think that I, I don't think that I've seen a single piece of well, theater. Well, maybe we could run through stuff I saw and if to see if there's any overlap. Group. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here yeah. lies love question mark. Have you seen it yet? Well, I saw it at the public with oh, you. With you. Yeah. That's why I yeah. put this on top of but, my list. But no, I have not seen it at uh, no. Okay, you should. You should. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not. You're gonna say, oh, I liked it more at the public because how could you not? But like in terms of like transferring a show like that to Broadway, they did an impeccable job of like, you know, because they took out all the uh, seats to the orchestra. Oh. I've seen, yeah, I've seen the, crazy the, what yeah, they did it to looks the theater. Inc- it looks incredible. I mean, I, and especially that theater, for yeah. some reason, it just, it, it's more shocking in that theater. Mm. Or maybe it would just be shocking in any Broadway theater to see yeah. that sort of transformation, that level of transformation. Yeah. I mean, um, the technical elements were like super, super impressive, like all of them. And then, you know, of course we did the floor to have that experience. But yeah, there were times where I like legit like forgot I was like actually in a Broadway house. Like that was how well they sort of like you know retrofit the theater. Um, I mean, the show definitely. Even when we saw it, I was like, wow, this is a profoundly odd topic for a show. I mean, it definitely. It is such. It's so odd. <laughs> it definitely felt even weirder in that sense, and like particularly the time that we're living in right now, it felt like ickier to like be clapping at you know in moments but um but yeah i can't for those of you who don't know here lies love is about imelda marcos who was the first lady of the philippines to her basically like dictator husband right yeah in this like political regime and whatnot and the music is david byrne and And she was famously known for having hundreds and hundreds of pairs of shoes. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of, it's very um, Evita-ish in some it, ways. It is on paper, but yeah, it's such a hard show to describe because it's, yeah, they kind of do it in the, um, you know, in the vein of like, you know, Filipino, like karaoke uh, and all the, the music is like very like upbeat and like tuneful and like, yeah, like music you would potentially hear it like a karaoke joint. David Byrne and Fat Boy Slim, mm-hmm. right? Those are, yeah. those are the writers. Yeah. Those are the composers. There was some controversy about that. Speaking of unions, because for a bit he oh, was totally. trying to he was trying to fuck the musicians' unions. Well, they were going to um, use he, no live musicians, and then right. like I think it's local 802. I don't remember if it's the same as we had at the Opera House. But yeah, the musicians' union was like, uh, no, you're doing this in a Broadway house, and we have all these minimums and whatnot. So yeah, it became like a to-do, and they eventually came to a consensus. I think there's maybe like six of them, question mark? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's not the normal size, but they compromised at least and employed 
some Broadway musicians. Yeah. I mean, that was a tough one because it's like, yeah. I mean, the show itself is also, yeah, that mu- the music is like supposed to sound pretty canned. But um, so, but like a, a compromise, I think, for that production, like definitely made a lot of sense. Okay. So yeah, you should you should see it. Here's my next question, Mark. Uh, I think I'll know the answer to this, but have you did you did you see because it's now closed? Once upon a one more time. I did not see once upon a one more time. <laughs> I mean, uh, I managed to score a very not expensive ticket, like at the price point that felt like okay. I'll basically go to here slash see Jennifer Samard, who was in it. Because once they announced she was cast in it, I was like, oh, shit. I was like, I feel like now I'm actually going to have to see this thing because I will literally see her, like, do anything. You and Chris were going to see it anyway. Well, I was going to get dragged, (laughs) but I wasn't going to, like, go of any volition. But um, I will say it was absolutely worth it for her to be squelting your favorite word, uh, toxic. Yeah. You know that you're toxic, intoxicating now, with your power now, I think I'm ready now. With a taste of your lips, I'm on the ride. You're toxic, I'm sipping with a taste of a poison that I notch. I'm a dear, You, you may yeah. have seen like little bits on like Instagram and whatnot, but it was definitely worth it for that. <laughs> I did not see any bits on Instagram oh, okay. or anywhere else. Because <clears throat> they knew that you just didn't want to see it. It just did. It, well, yeah, it did not. It did, was not fed to me. Yeah. How was it? How was it like? Um, I mean, I don't know why. Oh, it is, it is kind of similar, right? Like head over heels in terms yeah. of because isn't it sort of fairy tale ish? Yes. Which setting? is like apparently the new thing because like all of these jukebox musicals are like, yeah, fairy tale, you know, sort of like weaving together like a like feminist like fairy tale story of sorts like I, so there were there were all of this these different like fairy princesses and it turns out that like the prince was like sleeping with all of them and then i don't know it, it's going to be so convoluted i'm not even going to explain the plot very well so i'm not even going to bother to try the only other thing i'm going to mention is that the lead is uh, ma- um, the lead man was played by Justin Guarini, you know, oh, of like right. American Idol fame season like one. Like first season, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was runner up to Kelly Justin, Clarkson. Yeah, and then from Justin to Kelly. Did you ever see that seminal film? <laughs> I did not. I missed it. Oh, of I course I saw it in the theater too, because <laughs> I knew it was going to be so bad. But anyway, was point, it was it was it worse or better than Glitter? I mean, Glitter is a camp classic, so it was worse in that it was just more, like, forgettable, whereas it was, okay. Glitter okay. sticks with you. <laughs> and It and really does. It, like, it, um, the, you know, it, it passes the test of time, similar to, like, Showgirls. It's like, I think I rewatched Glitter within the last year, and I was like, yes, this is just as terrible slash amazing it as is. I remember it. <laughs> oh, that last the, when everything comes together at the end. Oh yeah, and suddenly and like, she like it's... randomly shows up in like Connecticut or something to yeah, like her yeah, long lost yeah. mother's, uh, uh, and like they have used the same actress, so they're basically the same age and they're like yeah, embracing, yeah. and she's still wearing her like ball gown from her like Madison Square Garden. Like none of it makes any sense. And, and he plays the song that they magically oh, yeah, wrote together course, or something. Oh, yeah, that they magically wrote yeah. separately, but somehow yeah, to, it's the same yeah. song. Yeah, It's the same song. And the musicians like know all the music somehow. Oh, everyone. <laughs> everyone knows it. Brilliant. But it's just, it's like, yeah, go ahead. Tangent, Sorry. the point I was, I was eventually going to get to is that he was like really good. <laughs> Like, I think you told me that. I think yeah. you told me that. Like his level of commitment and he like the singing, the dancing, it was like all on point. I was like, who knew? All eyes on me in the center of the ring, just like a circus. When I crack my whip, everybody gonna trip just like a circus. Don't stand there watching me want to show me what you can do. All my ladies let go, come and make a dance, go just like a circus. 
But you'll never see it because it's closed now. Yeah, but maybe we'll see more of him. Yeah, maybe we will see more of him. All right, what else do I have in here? Oh, wait, quick tangent. Speaking of Jennifer Samar, did you see the casting announcement about what she's going to be in coming no. up? I mean, it's opening, I think, Chicago next, or like this Oh, wait, season. is it The Notebook? No, although we could talk about that too, but it's um, Death Becomes Her with oh, Jennifer Samard I, and uh, Megan Hilty. I um I saw like a headline about it, but I yeah. didn't read the article. I think so, they're doing okay. Out of Town in Chicago first, so it wouldn't be like this coming Broadway season right, that we're right. getting into, but like fingers crossed maybe the one after, so... Very excited. I have about that. never seen the film Death Becomes What? That is like legitimately shocking. So I'm gonna have to put that on my short list. I don't even understand how that's possible. I mean that is literally like a gay camp classic. Yeah, I I don't is someone else is in that. Goldie Hawn is in it, right? And Meryl yeah, Streep. Yeah, and Meryl Streep. And who else? Isn't there one other person? It's like, um, or is it just the two of them? Are this? It's of basically like... just the two of them. But Isabella Rossellini has a campy role in it, and then um, what's his name? Bruce Willis is kind of like the male oh. lead, if you will. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a must. Very watch. nostalgic. You're gonna have to very get on nostalgic. That. Yeah. Um, I have to make a jump mm-hmm. because you mentioned Isabella Rossellini, and I don't know if we talked about this, but one of the most incredibly impactful things that I've seen in the last several months. It's a movie, not uh-huh. a play or musical is Marcel, the shell with shoes on. Oh, did you see that? No. Tell me about <gasps> it. You don't know about Marcel, the shell with shoes on. I don't think so. I'm like, so what are these I words coming out of your mouth? I, 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 I understand why you would feel like that because it was nominated for a fucking Oscar for animated film. Uh-huh. Okay, okay, I kind of remember you and telling John, me about this. And John mentioned it, and I had exactly the same reaction. I was just like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what you're saying. And I looked at it on paper, and I still didn't understand what the fuck it was about. <laughs> and and then when I was flying back from Vegas, I think mm-hmm. it was in April, and I was on the red eye, and I couldn't sleep. And so I started, because John had told me I would like it. And he was like, you're just, you just don't know what it is. Like you would really like it. I promise. And so I started watching it and it's this fucking shell, like a seashell, it's yeah. a, like a stop motion thing with one eye and little tiny shoes. And it's just this little character, this little huh. shell. Okay, and Isabella, I... Isabella Rossellini plays Marcel's grandmother. Okay, that is so random. It's so fucking random. <laughs> and this started with, I think, this woman, Jenny Slate, who you you know that name. I mm. think she is one of the writers maybe on Big Mouth. If she's not a writer oh, on Big okay. Mouth, she's definitely one of the voices, mm. like a voiceover. And so is this a actress. comedy? Or? It is. So the, the, the rest of the story is that I was... It is so devastating. I mean, it is funny. It uh. is actually funny. It's a comedian that makes this voice, and but it's this sad little shell whose family disappears from the house that they're living in. Oh, God. Except for his grandmother. And so I'm on the plane literally like having uh, I was a like, fucking are you having an emotional melt, an emotional <laughs> meltdown. I had to stop watching it because I, break. I was like heaving. I was like heaving with sadness. I'm still, I can still oh. think about how sad it is. And I finally had to like, I just, I was like, I can't watch this while people are here. So I got home (laughs) from the airport at like, you know, seven o'clock in the morning or something. And of course it's on none of the fucking streaming devices. So I had to, I had to rent it. Uh. I had to buy it on Apple TV for, I think it was like $24, but I had to finish watching it. And then I absolutely oh, see. I thought you were just gonna like take an, a break and then get back to it on the plane. No, but you were like, no. no, I'm so devastated, I can't even finish it. I would have been so embarrassed. Like the guy was next to me yeah. was sleeping, but I was like, if he wakes up and he sees you're like me, guttural, he's sobs. going. To- <laughs> yeah. You're in coach too, obviously, right? And you're literally in like the person's yes. lap. Yes, the reason I'm kind of laughing coach. is like, so the woman, my seatmate, she's she's like a writer actress, and so we were like chatting about the strikes and you know all the sorts of things. And she, actually, she was like, "Look, I'm in this movie that's like on the, you know, as the options and stuff." It was like that Jim Parsons, Sal- Sally Field, um, uh, spoiler alert, I want to say. 
Yeah, I think that's the name of it. So okay. I was like, oh, wow, that's so funny. But so I was like, oh, yeah, I saw that. Da, 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 da. But then I picked something to watch and it was, um, have you seen Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret, yet? I haven't, but I really do okay. want to see that. So the reason I was like particularly laughing during is like she was kind of like reading, but she was aware of what I was watching and stuff and like right, intrigued. Right, right, So I picked that as my selection and then I'm like watching it and then they, I, they fortunately dim the lights because it's like two-thirds of the way through the movie i just started like having like an emotional like because i'm like you? oh my god i bl-, you know it's like well first of all it's like exhausted from like as we discussed gaycations so i'm like coasting you don't have to fumes. make excuses for being for having no, 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 i'm not making excuses because i'm like it's a you know i grew up because i'm a <coughs> a person of a certain age it's like i grew up reading judy bloom Oh, books yeah. and I just you know I just watched that documentary I think also like Judy Bloom forever and um but they did like this like I was just like okay yeah let me throw this on but they did like an impeccable job with the film like the actress that that's made, what I've heard the actress that played like her was phenomenal and then um uh, Rachel McAdams has her mom the two of their scenes I mean I and the writing like they just absolutely did an amazing job with that film but I was like crying laughing because <laughs> I was like starting to get like emotional because it was like nostalgic and it was just really well done and and then I was also like oh my god I'm like literally sitting in coach like <laughs> like watching a film that like if you were like looking over my shoulder you'd be like what is going on? It's like preteen girls going like, I must, I must, I must increase my I bus. I must increase and my bus. Like get up, get up, get up, get up. You'll see. Get up. I must, I must, I must increase my bus. I must, I must increase my bus. Chin up. We must, we must, we must increase our bus. We must, we must. We must increase your bus! Oh, like, because I was also laughing, like, if you saw some of these scenes and out of context, because it's very, like, sexual. Um, yeah! And, like, but, but like, powerful, too, because she's, like, questioning religion and all of these, like, huge, weighty things that, like, that, that like, the, you know... And I'm also just like a sucker for like a coming of age story. So yeah, but yeah, yeah I was, I was yeah, feeling yeah. very self-aware, but I was like, I'm going to get through this film because I, I like was like enjoying it that much. So, um, so yeah, here's two, uh, guttural sobs on the, uh, <laughs> in a coach seat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you think it would be better to sob in first class or you think it's just more expected or or just more honorable or what? I don't know I'm just like curious. to have an emotional well, the, breakdown the distinction <laughs> the distinction between you know I would like some does everything st- have to be about class <laughs> I would like some <laughs> st- statistics on how many people have emotional breakdowns on airplanes because it is you're like kind of disconnected because you're 30,000 feet in the air so people you know are probably ruminating on their lives and <laughs> oh yeah, and you think whether you, whether whether you know the statistics or not, yeah. you always think at least what ten times like this could be it. You know, you <laughs> always think it, <laughs> or that, or you know, it's like you've just somebody's just visited family and they're like exhausted by like a week of microaggressions or something. I just feel like people are like in a delicate state and you know and then they're like crammed into like an extremely physically like uncomfortable environment (laughs) it's like yeah it's like basically um yeah made well that's why you see videos all the time of people like punching each other and stuff (laughs) it's like yeah it's like taking it's like a a hunter s thompson visit to circus circus on acid you know Yeah, the plane um, I was on last night, it was like a shit show. I was like, this is giving some like spirit airlines energy. It was like last flight of the day kind of energy. I was like, it is like rowdy. It's like, were, did people applaud when the pilot landed? No, but that always does make me laugh when that happens. It, it <laughs> makes me laugh too. It's, it's been a while, actually. I was like, you know that like statistically speaking, like it is like the safest way you could possibly travel. And does the pilot even land the plane? I feel like it just lands itself. Well, right I was like, they days. are like half, yeah, yeah. That's why they get wasted pilots beforehand. 
Oh God! Don't say that. Don't say Why that. are you getting ready to fly? Or? No, I mean, if, I'm yeah, if it's next week, but it, that's not it. Um, okay, so wait, go back to your theater list. Oh yeah, okay. okay. I, I do want to. I do want to point out really quickly that this was supposed to be a short episode. It was never going to be short. Touched on. <laughs> And it is not going to be short. No, and I'm still just in the theater bucket, but we can end there. But because I'm like, I made lists of like movies and TVs and blah. Oh, blah, me blah. too. I have. I've only talked about one thing. But yeah, so uh, I do. I do feel like I want to ask oh. about because this is related. This is highly related. I mm. we just watched the Whitney Houston movie. Oh, I want to dance with somebody. I saw that exactly. in the theater. Like. Oh my God, that yeah. was a long time ago, right? What? The, no, it only got released last year. I want to dance with somebody. In 2022 or in 2023? Oh, I don't know. I have no, again no concept of time, but I feel like it was within the last six to nine months that I saw in a movie theater. Oh. Yeah. Okay, what did you think so about maybe, that? Um, I mean, I thought that most everyone was really, really strong, mm. but. I left the I mean the 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 woman who played Whitney her lip syncing like she was lip syncing the entire time right yeah like yeah. there was no there was no. not even any like Freddie Mercury like Rami like I don't think so over like it, melding yeah, of voices uncanny. or anything I mean it was in it was in like mm. I actually would I forgot that it was Whitney Houston singing I just thought mm. this woman is totally. I thought this woman had recorded all of those songs totally and that she just happened to sound a fuck ton like Whitney Houston mm-hmm. so that was like amazing but I was and and I, I I did appreciate the fact that they gave that relationship which I literally knew nothing about yeah with, um, i think that is what i appreciated most about it is they didn't like sugarcoat any of that they definitely like went in on well that. but did they not because can you tell me that that she had that enormously significant relationship with a woman early oh. on in her life and then she never oh, had like, sex with another woman well, ever again that like I she mean, yeah, never that engaged in any sort of that that's that extremely to me was like fantastic yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and and I just felt like it was very surfacey, and I, I I didn't, you know, the the scenes that were the most but like interesting. what biopic have you ever seen that is not surfacey? It's the same I problem know. with like when they do the the jukebox musicals based on like an artist. It's like it's just scratching the surface. So I mean, I have to remember, well, I, this I, is... I'm not really defending the film because I was like thought it was pretty underwhelming. But like, like right now, I can't even remember any individual scenes except when they like redid the Star Spangled Banner. I remember being like, oh, that was impressive. Oh yeah, that was a pretty <clears> good scene. But the the scenes, the only scenes that felt interesting, and maybe it wasn't, it maybe it wasn't even the writing as much as it was just that you don't like the interaction between her and Clive Davis. Mm-hmm. And, and her as a new artist, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. and he, like, just that that conversation to me, like, that felt, like, real. It felt authentic, and it felt like something that you don't get to see all the time. Yeah. But everything else just felt so, yeah. Like, just so, paint like, by numbers. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a good question. We should find out. We should try to uh, figure out, are there any biopics that we don't feel that way about? Yeah, I'm sure there I are. I mean... I can't think of any. But I can't think head, of but, any. <laughs> but there has to be something. That it's probably like, something where they leaned into a very specific time of a person's life because. I mean, what's love got to do with it? Didn't uh, I mean? Of course, it's also like so emotional and mm. so violent. Well, and she I is. Think she was it amazing. Feels. She was amazing in that, but it feels so vulnerable. I guess mm-hmm. that's the thing. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the thing. Is it feel that that movie feels so vulnerable? This movie even even with the the relationship learning about the lesbian relationship it it still doesn't feel very vulnerable hmm. you know yeah so i guess that's that's my question okay all right well um okay the other thing that i have to ask you about is and just like that oh my god i mean i like half hate watched it but i just don't understand 
John stopped watching it. I was like, okay, I'm watching I'm, it. I'm enabling it because I like to still talk about it and be part of the conversation. And, you know, it is kind of like a fun hate watch. And, you know, there is a nostalgic element. And, but so yeah, nostalgic. I'm sure they oh just have God. the... Because it's like, really? It's coming back for season three? Like, okay. Oh, my God. They have a lot left to say. Jay has a lot left to say. I mean, I will say after they broke up with Miranda or vice versa or mutual, I don't even honestly remember. I was like so thrilled. I was like, oh, my God. Thank God. We're never going to have to see that character again. And then they like doubled down. <laughs> oh, no. We're going to see that character. doubled down on Che. Like, oh, my God. We're going to see that Who character. Who is asking for this? <laughs> also, there's um, like... They're allegedly a stand-up comedian, but they're like we have never demonstrated that there's like actually anything funny that comes out of their mouth. All right, well I'm gonna still I don't really hate watch it. I I I mean you watch, I don't I think it. it's far I watch watch it. I think it's far from perfect, but it, the nostalgia element for me is really enormous. I mean it's got to. And once I got past once I got past like um the fact that. Charlotte doesn't really look like herself anymore. Like I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I've just been like, all right, well, suspend I, your disbelief. I think suspend maybe I just disbelief. got used to it, but I think she kind of toned it down between season one and season two. Or am I making that up? I think you. I think you've just got. I think you've. Just I think originally. I think maybe it was season one. It's like a bandaid got ripped off my eyes because yeah. I was just like, whoa. But yeah, I must yeah. have just gotten accustomed to it because I didn't notice it as much season two. <laughs> Yeah, but you know you what, Tim? You shouldn't even call that out because women can't win. Like they can't win. It's like if they don't do anything, it's like punching bag. Like, oh, she's old. She looks old. If they do do something, I mean, they're literally there is no winning that game. Well, it's true. Of it's aging true. as a woman. It's true. You're and you are. That is absolutely, absolutely accurate, and, and, it's, and it's not the same. And I was like, men, and it's hundred percent not the case. Really for men. obnoxious, just so, so fucked up. So like, oh, obnoxious. he's a silver. He's so hot. Da, da, da. Yeah. I mean, I feel yeah, like yeah. gay men we fall way more into the camp of women in that respect, and that yeah, aging is yeah. not allowed. But thank God, there's still you know exceptions, of course. Of course, of course, of course, of course. Of course. I have to use the bathroom. Oh. <laughs> uh, we can split this up so thank you we'll be back hey.